Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The Witching Hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pax Blue Ribbon! Hey, Metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the Ultimate Underground Metal Tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi, but they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson and Finer Things Sundays located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street open 3pm to 4am 7 days a week get your asses out to the mag bar rock out For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They are open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. The year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, better days are surely in your future. 
What's going on, Metalheads? This week we have Mr. Sean Frazier from not a band, a label, Wise Blood Records, based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and of course, Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland, the Ale Horn, the Mud Horn. He, he is here again. This is a regular thing. I think he's a new co-host. Uh, nah, I won't go that far yet. Co-host means you got to show up every week. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> and it's and it's pretty much an every other week kind of thing. Sean, how you doing? I'm feeling great. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, man. Uh, love, uh, I love your show, and I and I love the the news I saw about you joining uh, Ice Howl. Yeah, uh, that you know, I think I kind of uh, had a, had to be a little bit of a catalyst in that. Because when Jason uh, Roach came on the Metal Forge back last year, I asked him on air, I was like, have you ever considered doing this, you know, as uh, as a thing, you know, as a band? And he said, well, you know, we did it one time, some things happened, and it was, like, very traumatic, and I don't want to do that again. And, and I was like, man, but it would be so cool to see some of these things live, and I might know a bass player who would be interested. Yeah, and you know, fast forward uh, in a few months later, and it's probably March, and and he made a post about getting the itch to play live again, and I, and I was like, ooh, all right, and then he and then he asked the question, and, and when he asked the question, I immediately hit him up. I was like, dude, I'm down. Let's do this, and he said, all right, we'll see what we can do. And it's pretty much like when a dude proposes to another dude. It's just like, would you, will you join my band, please? <laughs> right. Down on one knee. Will you play for eight people uh, at an opening matinee slot? Will you play for eight people three hours away, <laughs> one way? Yes, exactly. <laughs> will no, will you gonna, do this? Hack it, dude. Will you do this into your forties with me? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, fantastic! The congrats, man. Yeah, Jason's a really good dude. He's and, um, he stand up solid, and he kicks ass. A great songwriter, and he was a, a really big part of when I started Wise Blood. Just kind of like let me know the pitfalls he had to deal with, you know, with his with his own label. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, he's a he's a good great guy. Abs- oh, uh, dude, he is one of the best, and you know, this is awesome news for me. I'm like. You know, I'm being a smartass because the other two members of my band are also in in other bands, and I'm the only one who never has been. So it's like, well, Overload kind of jumped the shark today. All all three members are in other bands now. All right. <laughs> so I'm proud to announce that I'm a one band kind of person. I've I've even turned down I've even turned down that recording um, opportunities and stuff like that. I'm just like. Nah, it's all right. I'm good. I, I don't says have enough that. time to put effort into my first band, let alone your band. So, right. you yeah. know, he says that. He says that. <laughs> but Dick Von Doom is a thing, and Dick Von Doom is coming for you. Yeah, Dick Von Doom hasn't even done shit yet. I mean, I'm not talking like leaving my my solitude or fortress of solitude down here to play some. In uh, them there, in them there, like, Smoky Mountains. I'm in uh, Blue Ridge, actually. Oh, Snowmark, so. oh! So you do you put on the Blue Ridge Rock Fest? No, I do not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Smoky Mountains aren't that far away from me, though. Like I kind of like live in between both of both ranges. Right on, right on. So we're here today to talk about some July releases. 
that we were about geography. Huh? I thought we were talking about geography. We today. were for a second. It was almost <laughs> there for a second. Um, yeah, in other North Carolina news. Uh, yes. <laughs> we're here to talk about some July releases that we were excited for uh, this month. And this is kind of a first thing here on the Metal Forge because, you know, we don't have an actual musical guest, but we do have a label proprietor, which is awesome as fuck. Who it's has... like a lot of musical guests in one. What? Yeah. It's like a lot of musical guests into one. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so it's it's hype, right? And yes. but you know, to speak to some accomplishments from Sean here, uh, has had some really amazing splits happen, like faster than the fucking devil. Now going for a second, uh, the Mother of Graves albums, Grave Ripper, um, Sean. Who else? Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Milk well, toast. VHS. VHS, uh, Kriegsgrave, uh, those were both uh, albums that performed really, really well this year. And uh, um, and, uh, and you mentioned Grave Ripper, and uh, you know I, I think we're going to talk about Bloodletter a little later, but they're all part of my Summer of Thrash program. Um, it's like five really fast records in four months. I'm insane for doing it, but I, it's so much fun to put out. So and I'm it's really excited awesome, to share all of It's a great concept. Thank you, man. Because, like, that's how it reminds me back in the day how it would have been. You know, you had all of these fucking awesome albums coming out, and now you're just doing it in our time, which is fucking rad. It's uh, it's definitely one of those things where I, I didn't mean for it to happen, but as, you know, the kind of, like, as everything lined up for the year, you know, I was like, well, you know what? I could actually probably make these all consecutive consecutive month releases you know and now uh, i'm playing around with i i don't know the summer summer ends in september is that right yeah officially yes uh, all right so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit with you know late september and october releases but <laughs> but it's okay uh summer of thrash uh you know i got black knife that i just uh announced also yeah uh, uh, uh bew right bew i i just <laughs> That, that was the little album title, uh, you know, acronym. We were like, okay, what does this stand for? We got some really good guesses. Uh, my personal favorite was Bernie's Eternal Weekend. That's uh, that's but, good. Uh, <laughs> and but, uh, a, a little light for Black Knife, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. <laughs> maybe that they, could uh, be the next Glass Coffin album. Oh, that's a good idea. That's... Uh, hell wolves uh black metal project yeah yeah maybe that um, could be uh maybe that could be the name of that yeah so you know, baby eater witch is the real title <laughs> it is the real honest to goodness fucking title we're gonna be rolling with and promoting really hard uh so uh i'm gonna get some angry emails probably within my own family for this so <laughs> i mean but if you're if you're not getting angry emails are you doing it right Right, yeah. Is is there, are we truly cult if we don't upset uh, a few people along the way? Right. I mean, <laughs> Jason, what do you think? Is that is, do you, is that right? Dude, I told you a long time ago. It's like you can't tag me in with certain bands. And I'm just gonna hear it. I don't want to hear it. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So like, um, but yeah, that's a cool name. I saw the artwork today. Actually, I knew it was legit because it was on Facebook. I mean, oh, yeah. what, it wasn't. If it's on Facebook, it's got to be real, right? <laughs> yeah, we're like, we don't play it around. With, you know, we could probably release a fake, a fake title and and, yeah. and play around. But you know, uh, we just wanted to get the uh, the kind of like little gnarly buzz out there early. Well, the um, thing about it is, is you could put out a fake title and it not even be real. But the people who believe it to be so, it's almost like the Saul Goodman. <laughs> Kevin Costner thing. He once sure, fooled yeah, a woman yeah. into thinking he was Kevin Costner because he believed he was. And <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. You got these same fucking uh music fans, these same metal fans that do the same thing where they they hear something and then they believe it was real. And then they're mm -hmm. like, "No, but did you ever hear about this limit like this release of this album?" And it never happened, but there, there's like all this like mysterious like urban legend about it. Dude, you just wait till AI is really, really popping off, 
and like wait till like all the uh, fake Metallica albums come out. Oh, like, oh this was from like. Uh, sorry, went back to zero. Uh, me and Mark know what that you means. You son um, of a bitch. <laughs> but um, I mean, even when like when uh like LimeWire and like all the other like uh tor- like rip sites were there, there was this one band who like sounded like it was Megadeth or like uh, Dave Mustaine and James Hetfield started the band, and everyone swore it was like a new band, and it, it was like just some guy who like had a knack for imitating voices, <laughs> and uh, it took a long time for it to be debunked, you know. Um, oh yeah. But when the AI stuff starts, you watch it's gonna be oh it's the lost album like this is what San Anger was supposed to be blah 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 blah, and people people will eat it up. Somebody He's gonna make a fortune before they're called out uh, for their bullshit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I'm- and that's what's the scary thing about it is, is like you know we don't know what's gonna happen with that shit. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. they already do some fucked up like deep fake shit as it is. Oh yeah, there's already so. a James Hetfield singing uh, something called Rust in Peace going around that you know stuff like that. So yeah, it's only a matter of time before it's like somebody's gonna make a killing off off of them um, idiots that believe anything they see. Right. All right. Maybe me. I don't know. So <laughs> let's uh let's just go ahead and switch over to some albums here. Okay. Sure. Jason. You had a couple of picks that I did not expect. Yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna go with my first one first because this one's probably the uh, the most interesting one. So I picked the um, Super Unknown and Best of Soundgarden compilation on uh, Magnetic Eye. Um, so this right. is all like um, Stoner Doom bands, all down tuned. Uh, most of the songs are a little bit different, but uh, some are pretty close to the original. You know, like I guess an homage to the original. But um, the Super Unknown album is pretty good, but I'm more into the other, um, the best of uh, part of the release, which I don't think is on vinyl. I think only, I think only the Super Unknown covers made the vinyl, I, and I think the rest of them are just uh, digital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I mean, Magnetic Eye has been doing some pretty cool um, compilations like this. They did the uh, Volume Four Redux. They did the Best of Black Sabbath. They did the um, they did a Black and Black um, Redux. I'm pretty sure they might have done... What else? I'm trying to look on here. Oh, the uh, Dirt, the Alice in Chains Dirt album Redux was really good. It had some pretty cool uh, pretty cool versions of uh, covers on there. So I'm into this one pretty heavy, man. I mean, a lot of this stuff kind of sucks, but a lot of it's really good. I'm going to say, like, if you don't like the song that is covered, you probably won't like the cover. But if you like the song that's covered... I think they're all pretty, uh, pretty cool and have their own, um, have their own take. Like it could be like, um, you know, the riff is the same, but the the chorus is slowed down a little bit, or um, you know, vice versa, stuff like that. Um, just you know, every band just put their spin on each song, and you know, it's it's pretty cool. I, I'm not a huge Chris Cornell fan, really. I don't think he's like the end all be all like people act like. Right. But um, I like a lot of the versions of people singing his songs on here. That's really slow and a lot. Um, uh, the re- the the vocal register is like way down from where he was and stuff like that. So it makes the song like Rusty Cage kind of cool because it's not like just like a really uh, high pitched, um, you know, uh, right. dude singing it and stuff like that. Right. So, Which is why I like Cash's cover of Rusty Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the and a day. shout out to my uh, friends in Horseburner doing Spoonman, which uh, I don't know, my, call call me biased, but I think it's the best song on the uh, Super Unknown album myself. So right on. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned um, uh, Rusty Cage and I, uh, yeah, a band I really dig, uh, which uh, which Ripper uh, did that version on that Redux. Um, yes, and a couple other killer bands. Heavy Temple is just like one of my favorite active bands. Um, you know, I used to live in Philly. And that they always bring the heat. Um, so I thought this was a really cool pick for yeah. uh, for an album to highlight. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's different than everything else. I mean, it's just like a comp album, but it's like all originals. At the, and it's all originals with, of covers at the same time. The Magnetic Eye stuff is pretty cool, man. There, there's some really cool um, versions of like really good songs. I mean, like I said, a lot of them are straightforward, like covers. Like I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Spirit of Drift did uh, Supernaut. On the Black Black Sabbath one, and it was oh, like okay. kind of like it was kind of like stock. It's like just kind of like nothing out of the way. Just like this is our version of it, a little bit down tuned. Actually, right. I don't think it was down tuned at all. It was Black Sabbath. It was probably the same tuning they used, but it was like kind of like just the same, you know. But like um, on the Magnetic Eye um, Dirt uh, cover, you know, Hor- uh, Howling Giant did a Rooster, and dude, it was like amazing, like how different it was. But you knew what the song was. 
but it was so it was so cool sounding you know yeah, it's like a that reimagining like that version better <laughs> yeah yeah you know and, and like it's Giant, another good band oh absolutely amazing band you know and uh Jason, you said something that was hilarious to me about oh, it. And, it, and uh, <laughs> you said you prefer to hear these bands sing uh, Chris Cornell rather than listening to Chris Cornell. And I feel the exact <laughs> same way about Bruce Springsteen. Well, but only getting to Bruce Springsteen now because I think I, I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I think he's a, I don't know what the fuck the deal is with him and his fucking following. Like, He's so boring. Like he just makes the he makes like the boss face. Everyone's like, "Ooh, he's really into his music." I'm like, "Dude, he looks like a fucking moron up there." To me, well, no, you, I'm just I saying mean, just that. Like, you probably make fun of. But, I would you know. much rather hear someone else play his music than him play his music. Uh, anyway, uh, so the Evil album you said was awesome, but you really the real standout was the uh, the Soundgarden Redux. Yeah, I mean, because there's there's way more to sink your teeth into now. The Evil album is that how you spell it? Name it Evil or is it Evil with silent E? I don't really. I think know. it's Evil. <laughs> okay, Evil. So I've seen these guys live before, like way back in probably like 2000. Uh, I want to say 2006, maybe it was with Overkill and Forbidden. Uh, they were like the first band on that bill. I saw them in Charlotte, and um, I always um, dug them, like seeing them the first time, but their later albums and it took a break for a little while but their later albums kind of got a little samey uh, so this one came up on my spotify so i was like oh yeah let me check out what they've been doing and dude i have to say this is a weird uh comparison um but it's like it's like the missing link between black album and load mm, i know that sounds yeah. weird i know it sounds weird it's all like mid-tempo thrash like they don't really get fast on this album yeah. But a lot of the but a lot of the songs like you could actually hear like Metallica playing with less double bass drum in it, you know. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean it's like it's not bad. It's slow. I don't really think it's the best album of theirs, but um, it's worth checking out because it does sound like crushingly heavy. But all this, not all the songs are like really good. I mean, there's like really good riffs, but like the songs sometimes just don't really hold their weight till the end like it's just kind of like next after like the first chorus or something like that you know well ultimately i think in thrash there as it goes as thrash has evolved over the years there's a lot more of that going on now where it's like you get one or two really good riffs per song rather than one song of really good riffs the whole album through sure Hell yeah. yeah, I mean, you like might, I said, there's, there's, I mean, there's good stuff, but like I say, it, it does get a little, it does get a little um, boring after first two minutes of each song. Right. So actually, you know, I did not get a chance to delve in and listen to those because by the time you had got back with them, it was it's pretty late in the late in the game, and <laughs> well, like I, was I just, said, I thought we were doing uh, albums coming out the rest of the year for some reason. I don't know why I read it that way, but then I went back and read the <laughs> message. I was like, oh shit. I'm way off base here. <laughs> Luckily, I had been listening to these albums anyway, so I was like, "Okay, I'm good." So. <laughs> so now I actually have to go through and do my homework and listen because I'm actually on uh, uh, Magnetic Eyes website right now, looking at like yeah. the Redux back in black and and everything, yeah. and it's it's actually really wild. So, dude, Howling Giant did a cover with Udo, with uh, Udo Udo singing and. Uh, Seabass's dad playing bass uh, of um, really? Hell's Bells, I think. Mm. Yeah, so it was like pretty cool. Like, there's some pretty cool mashups and just original takes, you know, on some of these, a lot of these bands and stuff that I really dig. Hell yeah. As a matter of fact, they might have done a Motorhead one, like a live comp, uh, also, I think. I'm not for sure, but maybe. I'll have to look I'll it have to up. Into that. I'll look it up for sure. But, uh, okay. Sean, what did you have for everybody? Uh, well, I had uh, I had two uh, two picks. The first one, um, a band called End Rain. They're on Relapse, and uh, I'm not always a supergroup kind of guy, um, but uh, this one is pretty difficult to disagree with. Uh, it's got the vocalist of All Out War. Uh, it's got the pig de- pig destroyer uh, drummer, 
uh, members of Exhumed and Noisem and and uh, on guitar it's Dom Romeo who's in Integrity, uh, but he also used to run A three eight nine Records, which was one of my favorite record labels uh, in my twenties. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys ever listened to that stuff, but it's like uh, you know hardcore punk, uh, the power violence and all that sort of uh, stuff, um, and uh, the label. Uh, folded and it was kind of like you know a sad closing of a chapter um, but then you realize why and it's because this dude joined his favorite band on guitar and started playing in integrity um, so to me Dom Romeo is just like one of my like heavy music heroes right um, and and this whole album is just really crushing metalcore from a bunch of people who've been doing it for you know 25 years or or longer um, so it's, uh, I think it's really, it's really tough to top, uh, the sort of pedigree, uh, for this, uh, for this, uh, it, did either of you guys get a chance to listen to that one? I did not I did get not. to listen to that one either. Oh, I'm excited for you guys to dig in. Cause, uh, I just went in, uh, I went to a hardcore show on, uh, on, well, what's today? It's Monday. <laughs> I went Saturday. Um, and I was the oldest person at the at the show, you know, and it was a bunch of like young kids, all ages, hardcore show. And it was just so inspiring just to see all you know, they barely have any money to spend. They're just there, uh, you know, gang shouting, crowd crowd surfing, stage diving, yeah, putting, straight putting up. their body through peril, you know, the way I used to when I was a teenager, and it was just really fun to see this like thriving scene in Indianapolis and this kind of music, uh, you know, kind of helped inspire that, you know, that is one thing I have noticed up there in Indy though, that there is a really awesome punk scene up there right now. Mm -hmm. And it really does seem like that the shows like what you're talking about would be more of a thing outside of places like the Mel and and black circle and you know mm-hmm. the 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 venues that everybody goes to you know what i'm saying absolutely <clears throat> yeah the um the promoter that uh books this stuff 317 shows i mean they're they're young hardcore kids you know in a band called rest assured and they have basically repurposed art galleries and even duck pin bowling alleys into hardcore spots, you know, um, and it's just, and it's just such an inspiring, you know, youth movement, like grassroots sort of thing. Um, and as a label that can kind of get bogged down with the more traditional, you know, aspects of booking shows and promotion and all that, it's just kind of a reminder, like this all goes, you know, all the sweat that goes into like turning somebody into, um, you know, a a metal head or someone who's into punk and hardcore. Yeah, you know, it all starts with the with the live shows. You know, it does. It it absolutely does. And I look back at the very first few. I still remember the very first few live shows I ever went to. You know, in like nineteen ninety five and shit. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, way back in the day of like and being like blown away. But I will sit there and speaking of uh, end rain. You know, that is some uh, some amazing artwork on that album. Oh, yeah. You know, I just, you know, it's it's Even not... the title itself is so is so intense. The way of all flesh is decay. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, just the way the artwork is, it, I like really pull something from it. I, I, I really dig it. It's. It's almost like it's black metal without being black metal. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, one thing I always liked, because, you know, obviously hardcore is a young man's game, you know, usually. That's like where you, it's a gateway into other types of music a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I think when veteran players bring sort of perspective and sort of you know an additional darkness earned through you know life experience i think you can make something pretty special and uh you know this album and all the uh 
the last several integrity records kind of scratched that itch for me. Definitely. And you also had uh, the Night Eternal, uh, Fatal. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Night Eternal. Yeah, so this band, uh, I listened to their first album, and I was like, man, this is really good. I bet they get a knockout record coming. And, uh, you know, two years later, they uh, are releasing this on Van Records, and that's one of my favorite uh, international uh, labels. You know, so this is a German band that kind of does – you know, in solitude style, you know, like uh, if Merciful Fate was more of like a goth rock band. Right. Um, uh, if you're into of, like Unto Others. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect comparison. And uh, the dude's voice is great, like really evocative. Uh, kind of reminds me of John Baisley from Baroness in a way. Right. Like if, you know, if he like let loose, you know, a little bit more. Um, so like somewhere between like Danzig and, and Baisley, you know, this gotcha. guy's voice is really rich. Um, those, uh, those new Baroness songs they've released, I actually think his vocals sound really good. I, I haven't really been a fan of his theirs for quite a while, but these two new ones they released, I'm like, damn, I might have to check this album out when it comes out. And it's the first one that's not a color. The, yeah, uh, I've the noticed next. that too. They, they ran yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like well, I, I think Golden Gray was the last one four years ago, and yeah, we're down to uh, uh, I think as somebody at Decibel was like, I don't know, is this one Fuchsia? Is this one Aquamarine? You know, we'll we'll run with it. They're good enough. They just started uh, using a, like a paint sample colors, like um, <laughs> you know, start naming like that, like uh, I don't know, like yeah. Golden Golden Rainbow, and like you know. Eternia clouds or something. <laughs> Eternian <laughs> sunset. Yeah, Eternian sunset. Yeah, exactly. That's which perfect. Is, which that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. I always wanted to wonder how I got a job naming paint samples because there's some weird ones out there. I'm like, dude, I could get in. I could I could get in. The Crayola oh, people yeah. too. Yeah, I like really Crayola has fucking weird samples. color names also. Yeah. And yeah. then there's Not like, like paint samples, though. huh? Not like paint samples, though. I mean, some weird shit. Yeah, fine. Like uh, requiem red. Yeah, Ooh, like I like that. Yeah, it's better than syphilitic custard, which yeah. is <laughs> which is ironically <laughs> enough one of the yeah. albums that I know. <laughs> there's a demo there's I'm no, putting out. <laughs> but there's no obvious ones out there. Like they don't go like with the obvious ones. They're, they're always like it's always like beating around the bush kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> paisley um, green amethyst. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I got off track fast. Yeah. (laughs) This is an episode of the Metal Forge. It gets derailed. It's a conversation based podcast. Awesome. We have a whole other podcast on paint sample color names. That's for sure. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Next time, we'll bring our two favorite color names. Yes, our two favorites. um, (laughs) You have to be on video for that, Sean, because we have to show it off. Yeah, we have to show it off. Yeah. Which I have Metal Forge red. I have Metal Forge red on the wall and Metal Forge black. And yeah. they suck because they're a type of paint that will not have uh, tape adhere to it. Right. And I fucking hate it because I want to put up what posters. Is it like? Probably like gloss. And then did you get no, gloss? it's no, they're flat. Oh. No, they're flat. All right, we, we really need to get back on track because we're, we're yeah, we're burning <laughs> through time here because my two, my two albums. Uh, I'm going to go with this one first. Uh, Tail Gunners, Guns for Hire. I almost picked that one. Almost picked that one. The but dude, you, you like, uh, Fireflash Records release. Uh, if you like fucking speed and thrash and, like, power metal, that it, it's straight up your, your alley, you know? Uh, it, if you're a fan of, like... The whole like '80s maiden from you know, the the quintessential uh, albums through the '80s of maiden. You would really get on with this, and and then there's other stuff in there too that that just you know it, it just kicks ass. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, it's like rocks the whole way through kind of thing. You know, it's like a real beckoning to. It is a nice update on a style created then. If that makes any sense, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's uh, and obviously 
coming from like named after a maiden song um you know that that was kind of uh uh, that that brought me in. The cover art was sick and retro. Yeah, and uh, I think I first listened to this even before you know you sent your pick to me. I, it was on the uh, the new wave of traditional heavy metal uh, YouTube yes. channel. Yes, um, and I I just took a quick look at that. That's up to thirty eight thousand views in ten days. Um, That's insane. So, that is so this one you know every once in a while there's that record that and sounds awesome looks awesome and just takes off so hopefully these guys uh well you know, caught some lightning and i will bring them up now on the book of faces over here oh yeah and because there is news about this album mm-hmm. uh if i am not mistaken it did chart over in the uk and it, it is uh it is uh, by this post three days ago. It is number fifty on the job, on the guys. UK metal charts. Hell so, yeah! Well done. Uh, well absolutely. Done and it looks like I don't know if that's Germany or who that is. It sounds sounds like that or uh, Belgium. Uh, yeah, it's number uh, one eighteen. Okay. On those charts, and, and so yeah, they're fucking. They're doing good, and they're doing fucking awesome. And it had 162,000 streams on Spotify in its first seven days. No, some of those are mine. (laughs) 161 of them were Jason's. Yeah, Yeah, some of those are mine. I was doing it, well, I was doing it once driving, and I had it on the background uh, on a job uh, last week. And, And yeah, that's one of those albums that, like, I put it on and I'm just like, all right, yeah, this is fucking kicking ass. And then I'm starting doing something and then I forget that it's there. And then I go back. I'm like, man, this is really fucking good. And, and I do the thing again, you know, so which brings me to my next pick, which and this is not guest pandering, by the way, this is actually a pick that I had here. Uh, the new Bloodletter album. I'm excited as shit for a different kind of hell. And uh obviously this is a Wise Blood Records release. Shout out Sean. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was originally turned on to Bloodletter, oh my god, about maybe about a year and a half ago. I was I was doing an interview with a band and I believe they were on tour with Toxic Ruin. Lich King and um, Stonecutters at the time for the uh, March Radness tour, and they were playing Magbar. And I picked up the previous two albums and was and, and a patch, and was just like, "Fuck, man, this is rad as shit." And you know, when you'd sent me the the code for the uh, the uh, presale. And I had listened to the to the track that it had, had. I was like, man, this is really going to be something fucking awesome. And I remember listening back here on you know opening day, as it were, and listened to it three times back to back to back. And it's just like man, that, that makes me so happy. <laughs> and and I'm like, wow, man, this like this has some fucking like some banger fucking songs on it, and it's like. I don't know. It's there. It's the same as what was there before, but it's new. It's all, it's like, wow. It's like, I love seeing a band evolve, really. Because it's like, for for me, not, for me, I guess not being a parent, music is kind of my kid kind of thing. Um, Not to sound like too much like Jason uh, Newstead there. Um, We already (laughs) talked about him earlier, so thanks for ruining that, Jason. Uh, <laughs> at least I said. At least I re, uh, set the counter back to zero before I said it. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but like to me, like seeing seeing these bands that I I follow evolve. You know, whether it be the bands I'm in, the bands like Jason's band, or any of the bands that you're putting out, or or anything. It's like I love that, and and that's what I think. That's what the reason why I like music so much well you know when i um 
I had sort of heard of of Bloodletter, but you know, hadn't hadn't really given them a fair fair listen. Uh, and then I was at Black Circle as an outdoor show, and as soon as they hit those harmonized guitars, and you know, they they every song right, they got harmonized leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a I'm a total sucker for that. As yep, soon as they did do. that, I just like my head just like whiplashed around. And I was like, whoa, who are these dudes? <laughs> and uh, went over talked to them. You know, obviously, you know, I was playing it super cool. I'm like, do you have new music? Uh, you know, being really chill. Um, like, uh, they were so nice uh, and so professional. And uh, I'm just really glad it, it worked out that, you know, I could put out a new record by them. Because, uh, man, there's not a lot of thrash with that mixture of melody you know, with that uh, sort of mellow death component, you yeah. know, that brings in like, you know, at the gates and, you know, even the like American mellow death stuff and um, and like the blackened speed edge, you know, like they it, it's somehow approachable while still being extreme. And yeah. I think that was like That's my favorite really thing. It. It, you know, it looks evil. It sounds evil, but there's like melodies fucking everywhere that are like sing-along stuff so um i'm really glad it resonated with you man because uh you know i I value your your opinion on this Uh, stuff well thank uh, you and and dude you know you keep putting out some awesome shit man like it, it makes me feel fucking awesome that an indiana label is out there putting out the awesome fucking music that i like to listen to and i like to share with you know my core people and my my friends and and fan base and stuff man well i'm coming after you in august for your your top list again i'm coming after you with grave ripper and uh and uh i got another one called uh, that i'm co-releasing by a band called colony drop okay um uh, i haven't been promoting that one as much since i just have like a you know a, a vinyl variant um but another rad label called nameless grave um, they're doing it, and it's like crossover thrash that's inspired by anime and sci-fi, and it kind of sounds like, oh man, it's just burly and full of riffs and super weird, and has a huge personality. Like I can't wait for you to check out. I'm excited. Sounds like, already. Uh, sounds like a lot of children, children of the reptile in that description. Yeah. It does. Oh yeah. Sci-fi, sci-fi, anime, burly, awesome riffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a band you should check out too, uh, Sean, is Children of the Reptile. They're from uh Wilmington, North Carolina. Children of the Reptile. Yeah, I'm writing it down now. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. Yeah, pretty they, fucking awesome stuff. Absolutely. Uh so, uh, dude, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Jason. Um, Sean, uh, what do you want to promote? What do you have coming out? What do you have uh obviously this is um airing on Friday the uh the twenty eighth. Um <laughs> You've got a show coming up here pretty soon, right? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff, yeah. So uh, I'm actually going to be at the Tri, uh, Tri-State Terror Fest. Uh, will I be seeing you there, man? I don't know yet. Uh, it depends. Okay. I, I, I haven't I haven't got a ticket yet. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's August 5th. Um, so I'll be doing that. That's uh, Will Finer runs that down yep. in... Uh, it's like Covington, Kentucky, Covington, like, you know, Newport area. area. Yeah, um, so I'll be down there uh, returning. Um, there are no Wise Blood bands on the uh, on the, the lineup, but there's just tons of friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're just going really to hang out at that point. Yeah, it's just you know they might as well be Wise Blood bands because I love them. You know, like the Mound Builders and a bunch of other really cool. Uh, local bands but uh, i'll be doing that and then i'll be doing heavy hell august 12th um and then i got a really big one i got uh the decibel metal and beer fest uh uh in december hell yeah so i'll be going to denver for that and representing mother of graves uh who are on that this decibel lineup which is crazy that's huge that is that's amazing dude (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm super happy for those guys. So yeah, if you haven't heard Mother of Graves, if you like melodic death doom, um, please like like you know kind of British you know European variety. Uh, I think you'll really like Mother of Graves and uh, watch them just climb the mountain 
to death doom supremacy oh yeah absolutely jason what do you got going on uh i got a festival announcement coming up uh august 1st i think mark uh knows a little bit about that oh and yeah. uh <laughs> yeah finally <laughs> Uh, so we got that, and then um, not really much in the way of band stuff. We're just writing and waiting to see what comes up for Hell the fall, because yeah. fall's kind of busy around here. So we usually get a couple of pretty cool offers. So I'm just waiting, Ooh. see if anything, anything happens. But yeah, other than that, just uh, fest stuff right now. Hell yeah, man! And obviously, uh, for me, you know the big uh, Ice Owl announcement. Fuck yeah, that kicks ass. Um, uh, the big goddamn metal show coming up in October, Friday the thirteenth. And Saturday the 14th, uh, Saturday headliner Snafu, obviously, uh, opening up for Pantera this weekend. Uh, I forgot Pan- Pantera quotes. <laughs> I'm going to say Pantera because it's whatever. Um, uh, enough with the bickering. Uh, it's it's whatever. Uh, uh, at least it's not Glamtera. Uh, um, or any tribute Tara. Right. You know, uh, something, whatever, you know. Uh, so, yeah, head, uh, headliners of the Big Goddamn Metal Show Night 2, Snafu, um, with Overload, um, The Hell You Say, Eulogy and Blood, Rifle, uh, so many fucking 14 bands over two nights. So, uh, 21st in Germantown in Louisville and Magbar in Louisville, uh, 25 bucks for the gold pass which is the weekend you get access to both bars both nights uh kick ass and obviously some other cool stuff that's coming down the pike that i will be able to announce later might be having some uh seven inch splits with some uh with some overseas bands and shit coming out mark i feel like you missed the opportunity to go to lowe's at the pants sample place and find you a better name than gold pass you could have got like a uh, a shade of gold but called it something unique like um you know the tr- treasure chest forged bronze <laughs> the forged oh, bronze pass yeah. yeah there is that better hey, well it could be you gotta change the verbiage though man yeah i do <laughs> it's not my strong suit pal <laughs> uh, i can write i can write code into any song and and nobody knows what i'm talking about but like when it comes to the fucking like the the gold pass thing <laughs> <laughs> that's as good as it gets pal yeah yeah I'll just mess with you man as Obviously. good as it gets as always links are listed below so please give a like a share and a follow to Wise Blood Records the Heavy Metal Wasteland and the Elhorn and the Mudhorn uh, flamekeeper.vip go there sign up you get promo codes and free shit on there as well um, download codes exclusive early access and all of that cool shit Dudes, fucking thank you all so much for doing this. This has been a fun, derivative episode of the Metal Forge that I am totally looking forward to continuing doing. Yeah, we can do it monthly. Thank hey, real quick, I didn't. Uh, I was looking on uh, Blood Letters uh, Facebook. Dude, they landed uh, Chase Becker to do a solo. That's that's no uh, slouch uh, guest yeah. spot. So yeah, yeah. yeah X Force is one of my favorites, and Warbringer's badass too. Although they don't come over here much anymore. The next mortis is pretty active, so um. yeah, yeah. The whole California, uh, you know, the all, the all the thrash bands out there, kind of what I love the the speed there and the aggression. Yeah. I really like. I really, um, you know, I really love Dead Heat. De- I just saw them. I just saw them uh, Saturday. Yes, um, uh, they the toured with show. Municipal Waste uh, um, back in twenty twenty two, I believe. And uh, maybe twenty twenty at the end of twenty twenty one at this point, um, but it's been a while, and they they have just been like on fucking fire ever since. And I, I've like seen their name pop up so much. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! It's like I reach out and I'm like, come on, man, let's do this. Nah, they're not ready yet. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you'll you'll get them. You'll learn. I know. It's like I, they're <laughs> like my. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm starting to call bands out now. Of like who I want to who I want to have on. It's like why don't you fucking say yes and do this already, Bloodstar? <laughs> Yo, Bloodstar. Yeah, I. Uh, or I think Lucifer. Ooh, Lucifer would be great. Fuck yeah, I want Lucifer to come on the the show. They're they're fucking rad as shit. 
So um, awesome! Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for making this like a fun a fun thing. You know, that's one thing. I don't I don't I don't go on too many podcasts anymore. Uh, but you always do like an amazing job uh, and keep it fun and it moves, dude. It, it's and it's entertaining. So I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you as well, and I look forward to seeing everything that you're that you're going to be putting out, you know, because I know if wise blood is putting out something, it's quality work and dude, you're not a slouch when it comes to any of the, like everybody that you work with is top fucking notch. Thanks man. Yeah. I'll send you a little, uh, sneak preview of what I got coming the rest of the, uh, the rest of the year. Hell yeah. And, uh, whatever you want to, you know, early, uh, early download of that goes for you too, Jason. Um, I think you know, ha- happy to send you uh, like early downloads of anything. So definitely, I appreciate that. And awesome. So I'm gonna go ahead and play uh, a song from the new Blood Letter album on the way out. How's that sound? Oh shit! Yeah, the darkness damned.
Pain, Church Recordings presents Hot and Hellfire, No Sleep Till Death, starting Thursday, August 24th, 2023, Reverb Lounge in Omaha, with select dates in Chicago, Detroit, Newport, Indianapolis, Brooklyn, Wallingford, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, Pensacola, Lafayette, and more. Check listings on Facebook and the Haunt the Nation fan No sleep till death. In a time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Felden Crusher. From the band who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. 
Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com What's up Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. 